This is Episode 3, The Ultulu Anomaly. Please be advised, this episode contains repetitive sound effects. It was a time of war when Lieutenant David Clark found his decimated squadron without a colonel, a general, or even a captain. Clark's perceived leadership resulted in a promotion to captain, and he was certain he would go down in the history books as his role expanded. Unfortunately for Captain Clark, the major fighting ended shortly thereafter, and his only real proof of his involvement in the war was the rank he now held which was of little import in his new role, monitoring a naturally dangerous and potentially critical coalition holding at the edge of the galaxy, and perhaps within Dark Valley. Bannon, what's that transport vehicle doing? Requesting to dock with us? Correct, Captain. The Coalition has honored your request for a new weapons officer. They sent a correspondence earlier today confirming their intent. Excellent! Of course! We can't be without a weapons officer. With all due respect, Captain, the ship only has one laser cannon, and we have not seen a single ship attempt to enter the anomaly. We must always be prepared, Bannon. Yes, Captain. Stripe! Head down to the docking bay and welcome our new member aboard. Captain, I am getting some unusual readings. I have not seen results this high in a year or two. Requesting permission to maintain my post and analyze these graphs. You can analyze those any time, Stripe. Please attend to our newest recruit. Very well, Captain. I will be in my quarters for the time being. Please let me know when it's time to introduce myself to the newest resident of the Starship MVU. Why do you have to go do it? Whatever he's doing back there, it's not as important as your work, which is the whole reason why we're orbiting this godforsaken ball of gas in the first place. I know. He is a difficult man. You don't have to hold back on my account, Stripe. I hate him. I don't understand why you don't just tell him no. You're not in the Armed Forces Division. You're in the Coalition Science Agency. You don't even report to him. You do not need to remind me. However, this is his ship, and the readings are not perilously high. I will respect his wishes if the situation allows it. You're so frustrating. I have no choice but you choose to be a pushover. You're a seven-foot-tall horned reptilian. He'd shit his pants if you raised your voice to him. Size has nothing to do with it. You are merely a a five-and-a-half-foot-tall human, and you have made me shit my pants when you've raised your voice. And don't you forget it. I am headed down. Keep an eye on those readouts in the meantime. Yeah, whatever. Good evening. You must be our new weapons officer. Yes, I'm Jeb Lansky. And you must be... Please do not. I've never met a Driskin before, but I have studied your culture extensively. I only get one shot at reading your badge to see if my education has paid off. May I? If you insist... Science Officer... Extrifina? It is pronounced Extrifina, but you can call me Stripe. Stripe? 
Why not strife? Is it because of the stripe on the side of your head? So, where were you stationed previously? Oh, I'm a recent graduate. This is my first deployment. I see. My sergeant felt this weapons position would be a good match for me. Why is that? Low likelihood of combat. This is our navigator and communications officer, Maple Bannon. Maple, this is Jubilansky. Pleased to meet you, Lansky. You as well. Ah, this must be our new recruit. Ensign Jublansky, reporting for duty, sir. At ease, Ensign. Welcome to the MVU. Maple, Stripe, this is our new weapons officer. We know. It would please me greatly if everyone could introduce themselves and explain their role aboard this fine ship. That will not be necessary, Captain. We have already- Very well, Stripe. You may go first. As we discussed downstairs, you may call me Stripe. In my role as science officer, I investigate the extent of the Ultulnu anomaly and what effects it generates from a safe distance. The anomaly is not widely understood, but we believe it to manifest in unpredictable spatial and temporal shifts. Of course, we can only verify this from readings taken aboard this ship and only occasional non-organic matter that enters the gravitational sphere. In many ways... Thank you, Stride. Brilliant, riveting explanation. My pleasure. Bannon, would you please introduce yourself? Again, I'm Lieutenant Maple Bannon, Navigations and Communications. I have piloted over a dozen different spacecraft over the past 16 years. I have served aboard the MVU for the past three years alongside Stripe and Captain Clark since we were tasked to investigate the anomaly and guard it against enemies who may try to use it against us. And there's the real crux of the matter, Lansky, where you come in. Other than my position, yours may be the most crucial to our success. We don't have any clue what the anomaly is capable of doing. But we do know that the West Durdens and the Separatists, and even some other power-hungry coalition military members, may stop at nothing to harness its power. We must be prepared for battle at a moment's notice. I'm honored to serve here, Captain. We all are. We may not be on the front lines, but this ship is perhaps the most critical coalition vessel to ensure peace across the galaxies. I won't let you down. Me neither, Captain. I'd go to hell and back for you. Uh, Stripe? Yes? Would you care to say anything? For the coalition and betterment of all peoples, I serve proudly. Excellent. Excellent. Sir, you haven't introduced yourself yet. Oh, but of course. I am Captain David Michael Clark, serviceman of nine years after proudly serving in the first intergalactic conflict, becoming one of the youngest ever to attain the rank of captain, and one of the only survivors of the electrode bombing of Goman III, I was assigned to command the MVU with orders to investigate and protect the Ultulu anomaly. Didn't we explain this already? Not the part about Clark's heroism. Like all military men, I have sacrificed. I have not been back to Earth in over 12 years. I have not seen my parents in seven. But this position calls for courage and strength just as the bombing did, when 88% of the coalition forces suffered casualties. The few remaining survivors were lost and pleading for death, until I stood up amongst the wreckage and took charge as the sole remaining lieutenant. A leader was needed, and so a leader I became. The situation required swift and immediate action. Though we are merely a crew of four, I pledge to you all that I would lay down my life to protect you and the coalition's interests, and I know you would do the same. Wow. So yes, I am Captain Clark. Welcome aboard. 
the captain is very impressive. Though I didn't get to introduce myself to him. There will be other opportunities, Lansky. Six weeks already, huh, Lansky? Yeah, I can't believe it. Time flies. Oh, please. Not on this assignment. The ship barely flies. Would you mind going out to the bridge if you're going to talk? I am trying to sleep here. Lighten up, Stripe. You want to play some cards with us? No, I would like to sleep. Oh, you're no fun. Actually, I don't think I want to play cards either. What? Why? No offense, Maple, but I am so sick of cards. Every day is the exact same thing of nothing happening until we sleep and get ready to start the next day of nothing. Cards are a lot more fun if it's not the only thing you get to do for enjoyment. I don't know how you guys do it. I haven't even been here for two months and both of you have been doing this for years. I'm ready to jump out of the airlock. Consider yourself lucky, Lansky. Why? Every other person aboard has seen some things they'd rather not have. I know this isn't glamorous, but it's a hell of a lot better than the alternatives. Plus, this is your first post, so Clark isn't as insufferable as he usually is. Insufferable? I've barely seen him. I don't know how he manages to avoid me on a ship this size, but he does. It's not a coincidence. I thought about telling you this on your first day, Jube. I thought you were sleeping. I would be if certain people were respectful of the ship's quarters. Lansky, Captain Clark goes through weapons officers at a breakneck pace. Why? He is hoping to find one that he feels he can measure up. A true warrior. Clark talks like he is a real hero, but he is mostly in the right place at the right time. He did not attain any glory. He merely commanded his platoon to scurry into a sufficiently fortified building, and they kept the separatists distracted as fodder while the reinforcements came. How do you know? Word gets around, kid. It's true. I had friends that were part of the rescue effort. They said Clark only got promoted because he stood the tallest and spoke the loudest after they were safely in medical barracks. He acted like he knew what he was doing and they believed him. But that only lasts for so long, which is why we are endlessly floating around this critically important anomaly. Do you think this is a joke, Bannon? I'm just saying, if this anomaly is the real deal, why is there no interest in it? Why do we just circle it day after day with no end in sight, no other coalition scientists, no separatist attacks on us or it, just nothing? There is no interest in it because it is the real deal. The coalition was going to destroy it because they feared its power. We are only here because I risked my career advocating that we study it instead. No other science officers would go near it. I was the lone voice. And that was with coalition resources. I cannot imagine that the West Durdens with their limited ships are going to make the anomaly their top priority. Wait a damn minute. You staked your career on this? Why is this the first time I'm hearing this? Maple, I have told you this at least weekly for the past two years. Well, you must have been boring. Couldn't you liven up your delivery? <sighs> I risked my career on the anomaly. Oh my god, no. Ne never do that again. Still, this is starting to make some sense. No wonder they put Clark in charge. He's about as expendable a captain as they come. 
You're here because you have to be. I'm here because I thought it would be easy and I was right. Why is Lansky here then? If we think no one else would dare go near the anomaly. Coalition mandate. Each ship equipped with a weapon must have a weapons officer. I know that. What I mean is, there's an obvious reason why the three of us are here, but how did Lansky get roped into this? They've got to be our ninth weapons officer since this mission started. Mm, skilled weapons experts are hard to find. The chucklehead stationed here before Jub was no expert. I think you knew more about the laser cannon than he did. What are you trying to say, Stripe? Mm, every crew member of the CSS MVU, past and present, was on this ship for a reason. You may be here for a different reason than your predecessors, but there is a reason. No, I know what you mean to say. You're just too diplomatic to say it. You think I'm not equipped to do the job. It all makes sense to me now. Why my professors and commanding officers recommended me here, and why you guys can't keep a weapons expert on board for long. As soon as a lesser qualified candidate becomes available, they assign them here. I'm just the latest in a long line of inexperienced weapons officers. I get it. Lansky, come on. He didn't mean anything. I was so proud to be assigned here. Some of my cohort are still awaiting their orders or became one of a dozen weapons officers on one of our warships, just faces that the higher-ups see every so often and don't give a second thought to. But here, I am the only coalition-trained weapons expert among the crew of four. I thought that meant something. And it does. It just isn't what I had in mind. This is no badge of honor. I promise that this will not be the last stop for you. You have got a long career ahead of you if you want it. Whatever you say, Stripe. I know who I am. I worked as hard as anyone in the Coalition just to be here. I had to prove myself again and again, defending my honor and my integrity. But I did it. The fact is, I am qualified to be here right now. You can go to sleep. Now I really don't feel like playing cards. I'm going to clean the cannon. Way to go, you big dolt. I did not intend to upset them. I don't need anyone's charity. Hmm? Ah, Lansky, you're up late. Captain, good evening. I didn't mean to disturb you, sir. At ease, Lansky. I'm sure it will come as a shock to you, but I have trouble sleeping too. No, sir. There are many things that keep me up at night. I understand, Captain. The stress that comes with my position is significant, Lansky. Of course, Captain. This mission is not for the faint of heart. The anomaly is potentially so dangerous that you can't ever let your guard down for even a second. And yet the Coalition seems to have no issues leaving this ship undermanned for months at a time. We seem to have trouble keeping our weapons officers. There's always some other problem clear across the galaxy that requires their expertise. <laughs> Distressing, to say the least. There are only so many times that you can play with fire before getting burned. And that's why I am so glad that we have you here. You know, I see so much of myself in you, Lansky. I remember when I was fresh out of the academy. I was underestimated and overlooked. But I was ready to do whatever it took to advance. You never really forget that feeling, do you, Lansky? Being slighted. Being forgotten. You know what I think it is? 
I think they are afraid of us. I think they are afraid of our capabilities and the drive inside us. I can tell just by looking at you that you won't be satisfied until you prove them all wrong. You merely need your opportunity. I have a feeling, Lansky, that your opportunity will be here any moment. And when it comes, you must not hesitate. Glory is not awarded, it is earned. You will put the ship's weaponry to good use, just as I have put my trusty laser blaster to good use. Sometimes I just admire its craftsmanship and think of what I could... Ah, but you're not here to listen to me ramble. It feels as though you just got here yesterday. Even considering the Coalition's alarming lack of judgment pertaining to this crew, we've never had someone reassigned after only a few weeks. You're here to stay. And for that, I am very grateful. Thank you. Permission to be dismissed, Captain? I was actually on my way to clean the cannon so that we're always prepared. Granted. Good night, Lansky. If you ever need to talk, please know that I'm always listening. Good night, Captain Clark. You okay, Lansky? We were worried about you after you stormed out of our quarters last night. Yeah. Hmm. Very well. Thank you for joining me in my lab today. After our chat, I was concerned that you doubted our purpose here, and I appreciate the chance to share some of my findings with you. The anomaly is as fascinating as it is perilous. Don't mention it. Observe this calendar. Any day with an X on it denotes something entering or exiting the anomaly's field. Consider this date. The video playing will show you what transpired that day. It looks like a meteor. Correct. Notice the white oval on the upper face. Now, look at this video from two days later. Okay. It's the meteor again. Uh, this time it's exiting the other side of the anomaly. White oval on the upper face. I don't understand. Stripe, this seems totally normal to me. What am I missing? Is it a different meteor or something? No, you are not missing anything. That is the same meteor. Nothing unusual here, but look at the next day marked on the calendar. That's a coalition satellite, but it looks like it's exiting the anomaly. Did you mean to show me this first? I never saw it enter. Watch this last video from seven months after the satellite exit. No, you must be mistaken, Stripe. This shows the satellite entering the anomaly. This can't be months after its exit. That doesn't make any sense. No mistake, Lansky. The Coalition retrieved that satellite after it exited the anomaly and confirmed that it had not even been built yet. It was slated for launch later that month. They then had two of them, the version still under construction and the future version that would travel through the anomaly. Stripe, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Now you know why I had to save the anomaly from destruction. There is nothing like this in the universe. It would have been a tremendous loss for science. Has anyone ever been through the anomaly? Hmm, we do not exactly have volunteers lining up, but you can imagine the implications of separatists abusing a temporal shift in alerting their past allies of the Coalition's positions. It could be disastrous. We are fortunate no one has been crazy enough to try it. But that is why this is a military vessel, and not a scientific research vessel. Damn. 
dem Indeed. Happy three months, Lansky. Thanks, Bannon. I think this calls for a toast. You're breaking out the whiskey, huh? I'd prefer to toast with whiskey over the fortified water, if that's all right with you. What's the occasion, Bannon? Jub's three-month anniversary. Ah, congratulations. This calls for shots. Stripe, you want any whiskey? Mm, My species absorbs alcohol at three and a half times the rate of humans. A shot would incapacitate me for several days, if not outright kill me. So, no? Something has entered the anomaly's field. Bannon, put it on screen. Yes, Captain. I don't believe it. What? That looks like a Coalition ship. I can't seem to make out the identifier, though. Could it have been hijacked? We must prepare for the worst. Attempting to open communications with them. They could have been pulled toward the anomaly and are off course. Lansky, arm the laser cannon, just in case. Yes, Captain. This is the Coalition Starship MVU. Please be advised you are entering restricted space due to the Otulu anomaly. Reverse course immediately and identify yourself. They sound distressed. Captain, what are your orders? We have no choice but to approach them. If their ship has lost power, then we have an obligation to rescue them. If their ship has been taken over... Captain, that is a coalition ship. We have no reason to believe they have been hijacked. Then we'll have to take more drastic action. Clark, I strongly advise that we move no closer to the anomaly's field. If we get sucked in ourselves, we will be no use to them anyway. Don't be a coward, Stripe. Bannon, do not get any closer to that ship. How dare you command my officers? You are not thinking rationally. Do they sound threatening to you, Maple? Take us forward, Lieutenant. Now. Yes, Captain. We are dangerously close to entering the anomaly. Need I remind you, Captain, that we have no idea of the effect it has on organic matter? I'll remind you, Stripe, that my first and only priority is to protect this coalition holding at all costs. You are going to get us all killed. And how do you know that? You just said you don't know what the anomaly is capable of, but now death is certain? The ship, it looks like it's disappearing. Captain, look! We can't let them get away. Lansky, fire! Jube, do not fire. This ship is not a threat. If they were, they would have fired upon us by now. That's twice now, Stripe. You do not outrank me. We are peers aboard this ship. Captain, what are you doing? Yeah, my shoulder. I will not stand for insubordination. The ship has almost vanished. Lansky, fire. Now. What are you waiting for? This is your moment. This is our chance for glory. I... Captain, Do it. I... Now. I can't! They're one of ours! I had such high hopes for you, Jub. Captain, don't! I won't let you! You can't stop me! Out of the way! Uh, Lansky! Oh my god, your face! I'll do it myself! Clark! You monster! Bannon, get us out of here! I'm trying, Captain, but we're stuck. I can't seem to pull us out of the field. Now what, Clark? We are headed through the anomaly. You killed our own, Captain. I did what had to be done for the good of the Coalition. None of this will make you a hero. I'm already a hero. 
Bannon, status report. Engines and weapons are out. Emergency oxygen and gravity stabilizers deployed. What's that? I, I cannot quite make it out through the purple fog of the anomaly. It looks like another coalition ship on the outskirts of the field. Open communications, Bannon. We're getting heavy feedback. I can't guarantee that any messages will be received. This is Captain David Michael Clark of the CSSM View. We require evacuation assistance. <laughs> the hell is the matter with you? You scream like a maniac when we are safely monitoring another ship, and you pretend that everything is just peachy when we are rapidly approaching the center of the most dangerous mass in the known universe. Ah! Captain, give me your weapon. You're out of control! You're all a disgrace. Nice punch, Lansky. There's hope for you after all. Tie him up, Lansky. I'm gonna try communicating with that ship again. This is Lieutenant Maple Bannon of the Coalition Starship MVU. Do you copy? This is Lieutenant Maple Bannon of the Coalition Starship MVU. Do you copy? I will take some of that whiskey now, Lansky. I'm coming. I am so sorry that you got caught up in this farce of a crew, kid. Stop talking, Stripe. You need to rest. Here, drink this. You're too soft for a weapons officer, Lansky. What a disappointment. You were never cut out for this, and I was foolish to think you were anything like me. You're right. You were. Lansky, come here. Look through this break in the fog. Tell me I'm not seeing what I think I'm seeing. I know that ship. Oh my god, I know that ship! There, on the side in big black letters. The M-View. What's happening? Their cannon is taking aim. Maybe we can stop ourselves, Clark. Don't shoot, it's us, Clark. It is useless, Bannon. The cannon is glowing red! We'll die as heroes. We'll die as fools. Clark, it's Bannon, don't shoot! We're too late! How many times, in a moment of self-reflection, have we considered how differently events would have transpired if we only knew then what we know now? If we could have asked more questions and weighed all of our options? Some consider dwelling on what could have been as folly. Hard, cold facts that contradict one's instincts are useless and do not deserve to be acknowledged. But ignorance and blind ambition can come at a steep price. A price that is sometimes paid over and over again, both in our everyday lives and in Dark Valley. This has been Episode 3, The Altulu Anomaly. This episode was written and directed by Mark Zurich. Captain Clark was played by Peter DiGilio. Bannon was played by Emily Booza. Stripe was played by Scott Paladin. Lansky was played by Corvin Appleby. The narrator was played by Mark Zurich. Dark Valley is produced and edited by Elspeth Denman. 
This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. It is made possible by the generous support of our patrons at patreon.com slash darkvalleypod, including Ryan Asthamer, Charlie Neal, Joshua Denman, Callie Ann, Marianne Menjack, Madeline Denman, and Michael Bowman. Next time on Dark Valley. Mags, you awake? I think we are in some trouble here. There is no way your alarm went off at 6 a.m. We are late. We have to go. Late for what? Would you keep your voice down? You're gonna wake the baby. We are taking... Did you say baby? Yes, our baby. We have a baby? Oscar, I know that I did most of the work bringing Alexis into this world, but I distinctly remember you being there. I was really hoping the experience would have left more of an impact. It was kind of a big deal. No, no, I I remember. How could I forget? I'm so relieved. I'm going back to sleep. Please visit darkvalleypod.com to learn more about our show.